Welcome to Tanakh Daily, a Congregation Ahavas Torah initiative. Today, we are studying the seventh parak of Shmuel Bet. In the past two prakim, David has conquered Yerushalayim. He's established his home and his family there in Yerushalayim. He's brought the Ark. He's brought the Aron to Yerushalayim. And now it seems like everything is in place for him to build the base Hamikdash. Our parak opens with David looking around and seeing that Hashem has granted him tranquility. The environment is right and ripe for David to build the base of Mikdash. He turns to Natan, Natan Navi, and he says, Look, I am living in this beautiful palace made of cedar, a permanent structure, a grand structure, and the ark, the Aron, is dwelling under curtains. It's living in an impermanent tent structure. The obvious implications being that David wants to build in a, a, a the Beis HaMikdash wants to build a permanent structure for the Aron. And Natan tells him, do what you see fit. Hashem is with you. Do that which is in your heart. However, that night when Natan Navi goes to sleep, he, has, he receives a message from Hashem that David, in fact, should not build the Beis HaMikdash. And we'll explore why that is in a moment, but it's worth noting, it's worth pausing here to note that this is a very rare instance we have a, a righteous, a good prophet incorrectly advising a king. And of course, we have to understand that. We have to deduce that Natan initially answered based on his own sensibilities, based on his own intuitions about the, the matter, seeing that David was theoretically the right person for the job. But ultimately, Hashem intervened because for whatever reason, David, the, the time is not exactly right, or David is not exactly the right person for this task. But by giving us that little back and forth, Natan thought it was the right time, and Hashem ultimately has to correct the prophet, we see that by most metrics, David really should be the right guy uh, for this lofty task. And so it only serves to elevate our question, which is, well, why then does Hashem say no? Now, if you are the least bit familiar with this question, you likely have a ready answer. And that is that David was a warrior. He had too much blood on his hands. And he needed to wait one more generation to a more peaceful time to Shlomo, who was born into the palace and has uh, less or no blood on his hands, uh, to build the Beis HaMikdash, which is itself a kind of symbol of peace. And that is a correct answer because that is the correct, that is the answer that we find in Divrei Hayamim, in the book of Chronicles. But that is not an answer that we find in our Perak. And here, the primary telling of this story there is no reference to David having blood on his hands. Instead, Hashem gives a very lengthy explanation to Natan Hanavi, but it's very subtle and it's, it's hard to pin down exactly the rationale, exactly the reasoning behind this decision. Hashem starts by saying, do you really think that you will build me a house? I've been dwelling in tents and in tabernacles all these years. Have I ever asked anyone to build me a home of wood, a more permanent dwelling? And it seems from the initial remarks that Hashem uh, addresses to Natan, that Hashem is, is upset with this whole notion that David could build a house or that anyone could build a permanent structure for the Aron, and that Hashem was principally opposed to the whole notion of having a Beis HaMikdash. And then things kind of turn, and Hashem says that David is going to have an everlasting dynasty, and David's son will build the Beis HaMikdash. So clearly, Hashem is firstly not upset at David because what he's saying 
uh, with respect to David having an everlasting dynasty, obviously indicates that he is very much pleased with David in this moment. And it also demonstrates that he's not fundamentally opposed to building a Beis HaMikdash, a permanent structure. It's just not the exact right time now. So how do we then piece this together? We're getting kind of mixed signals. The whole parak is kind of mixed signals. First Natan says yes, then no, then Hashem comes on seemingly very strong and opposed, and then Hashem comes out saying something very positive, something to which David will respond very happily. This is really wonderful news that David's going to learn, that he has this enduring legacy and that his children will build the Beis HaMikdash. So how do we kind of piece this all together? And I think that the key word is actually the, the, the entry point into our answer. And it's a, it's a repeating word in this parak. It's a light word. It's a milam ancha. And that is the word bayit, which has two meanings. One is a home, a home, a structure for the Aron, and a, a bayit like base David, the dynasty, of David. Hashem tells David, you can't build me a bias until I build you a bias. First, your son has to succeed you. You have to have a dynastic rule in place, and then you could build me my home. And I think that we have to explain as, fo- as follows. Establishing a base on Mikdash is the pinnacle of the process that began in the time of Yehoshua and the conquest of the land. You can't undertake the base on Mikdash until you've settled the land, until you have a king, until there's peace. Once all of that happens, the very cherry on top, the real pinnacle of, of everything that you've been working towards is the building of the Beis HaMikdash. So now we understand. Well, David looks around. There's a king. There's peace. There's tranquility. David realizes the time is right to build the Beis HaMikdash. And in fact, Natan Navi agrees with him. It seems like all the conditions are in place. But Hashem says, no, there needs to be one more step. It's not enough to have a king. There needs to be successful succession, a dynastic rule, a successful transfer of power. And with that stability, David, once you pass on the kingship to Shlomo, so then there's not only going to be peace from without, from your enemies, but there's also stability within. There is a a kind of model government and governance in place. And only then are the conditions right. Then have you reached the peak such that you can build the Beis HaMikdash. First, Hashem says... I will give you a bias, and then you can give me a bias. And even though this was a rejection for David, it was also music to David's ears. And he responds joyfully, learning that he will have descendants who will succeed him, unlike Shaul, and his rule will last eternally. And he learns that his own son will complete this lofty task of building the Beis HaMikdash. So in a certain sense, we could say that David overreaches in this parak, trying to build the Beis HaMikdash, but it's an overreach that comes from the best place, from the best intentions. And even though he receives a no, it's a, it's a no that comes with a, a hefty dose of, of sugar on top, a hefty dose of positivity, wonderful news. David is promised an enduring legacy and children who will surpass his own accomplishments in the service of the B'nai Israel and God. What more could you ask for? That's it for today. Chazak ve'ematz and happy learning.